ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, children of all ages. Woo! We are back. Late night recording. Took us a little bit to get to it today. But we're alright. We're alright. Had to double check what episode we're on. <laughs> episode 34. <laughs> I know. I almost was like, uh, maybe we'll just do this tomorrow. And then it'd be like, oh, we record on, on Sunday. Do one late, and then next week we're most likely going to put it out early. Yes. Like, uh, no, we can get this done. We can get it in. And so, we're doing it right now. That's what we're here for. For your listening pleasure. So, we're going to talk about mainly pro wrestling. Yes, sir. And the MCU. Mm-hmm. Because not a ton of stuff happened in the NFL, but we'll cover NFL and NBA and whatever else. Right here, right now, in this extended intro. Intro slash so or introductory topics. There you go. I mean, I guess the first thing that comes to mind is what you mentioned right before we got on. Jaron Reed signing with the Chiefs. Yeah, we talked about how he got cut last weekend to make room for Dunlap coming back. And he heads over to Kansas City coming off of their second Super Bowl appearance. Yep, and I mean, good for them. He's reunited with this with his good bud, Frank Clark. Yeah, it's a really good thing for him. So, yeah, and I mean, like you said, they've been to back to back Super Bowls. He's looking at it like, oh, I got a chance to go back, and you know, it didn't work out here because he wanted to be extended. He kind of took the whole thing personally. I I get that. He's getting a lot of criticism now because his deal pays him less than what he would have got, even mm-hmm. if he you know, um, adjusted his contract. Why can't I think of the word? Restructured. There we go. Jeez, what am I? Uh, it's too late. <laughs> but anyway. Anyway. So he wanted, you know, he just took it personally and just decided, nah, he wants to be somewhere. Or he didn't want to be anywhere where he didn't feel wanted. And he just felt like Seattle didn't really want him anymore. Yep. And hey, I mean, that happens. Honestly, that helps me because, you know, I wasn't thrilled about the whole thing. But I'm like, oh, you know, he feels like they didn't want him. He's gone. And then you look at all the other things Seattle has done, and you know, with. I mean, they had no cap room. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and yet they've done all the things they've done. They just extended Lockett. You know, yeah, and Tyler Lockett was four years. Yeah, four, four years. years, sixty-nine million with thirty-seven guaranteed. Sixty-nine, dudes. <laughs> so yeah, I mean, that's assuming awesome. you know this, the uh, you know his cap hit goes down mm-hmm. for this year. And that was another thing they did with uh, Gabe Jackson, which we just found out. Yep. This week he had his first press conference, and you know, source was himself. Because he was the first one to put it out. <laughs> yeah, like no one knew until he said it. It's like, wait, how did that slip through the cracks? Like, how just did no one got had, word of that? Apparently, they had no idea. He's like, yeah, yeah. Schefter, Rappaport, where you guys at on that one? No, <laughs> guys are about as good as us. <laughs> we, but yeah, we should have their jobs. I could do it. How hard can it really be? Who knows course you know i said we'd get better at this podcast and i don't think that's happened (laughs) i think so (laughs) it's debatable (laughs) 
But anyways. But yeah, I mean, that's... I mean, really, to be honest, that's pretty much all the big NFL... I mean, we're uh, getting closer to the draft. Oh! No, because they officially approved a 17-game season. Oh, my gosh. Because that... Yeah, that wasn't yeah, made official I meant, before, I meant so. to rant about that. So, we forgot that is for... official. 17 games for the first time this season. That's the other thing, because, you know, we... Things always come out, you know, yeah, right after. Yeah, I know. And then we kind of forget. <laughs> and we're like, did we talk about that? Did we not? But yeah, Sometimes oh, they pop I up in your head so and sometimes much. they don't. It, makes, I, it doesn't make any sense. I tweeted it out. I've talked about this before when it all started. This makes... It makes... First, it makes no sense to just add one game anyway. Mm-hmm. It's stupid. You've got an uneven amount of games. It was, what, 10 games, 12 games, 14 games, 16 games, and now you're doing 17 games? It's stupid. But for two, it's just like we talked about. You guys have preached safety. And for all the people out there like, I like football and I want more. You're stupid. And I don't care if you've listened to this podcast or not because this angers me on so many levels. Do you guys not realize that football has gotten softer and weaker and the rule changes and everything they've done because, you know, everybody wants to see the quarterbacks stay healthy longer. Like they changed rules and they adjusted mm-hmm. all these things so that players, so that stars stay healthy for longer so that they can make money. That's why they money. do it. They do it so they're stars and they can make money. And you're like, oh, money well, and well, ratings. I like and stars. And, but the game power. has gotten weaker and weaker. Just like. And it's going to happen here. Just like. At some point. Basketball, you know, they've changed rules and things happen and now fouls and all this. So it's harder to watch. It's not mm-hmm. basketball. Football, Either. Football is not what it used to be. These The glory days of football are gone. And this is not going to help them come back. No, because you... either, you know, like pretty soon they'll announce like some rule changes to counteract yep. the injuries or the injuries are going to happen. And like let Mahomes, for example, Mahomes week 17, he like breaks his leg or something, something really bad. Doesn't have to be week 17, it could be week seven. So, something. Well, I just for the yeah, yeah. extra game, for example, then then they're going to adjust the rules and, you know. The Mahomes rule will be born, and everyone's gonna complain just like about the how Brady this is rule. because of the extra game. And it's gonna be the same people that are happy about this now, and it's gonna be like, well, you wanted this in the first place, didn't well, and you? And not just that. Then also, you're gonna get what you what you have in the NBA, which is players deciding, you know, or teams deciding that they need to manage, you know, snap counts and all these oh yeah load management load management is going to be an issue now like think Mm -hmm. if you're a running back you're you know now there's not a lot of backs that carry the ball 350 times but just imagine you're derrick henry Mm -hmm. derrick henry they're not going to give him the ball how many carries did he have last year let's you know i'll I'll keep talking while you look that yeah let's look at that so actually look at the last two years so he's he's definitely going to only play 16 games. Like certain guys, they're not going to play 17. And yep. let's say they lose that game or, you know, just, I don't know. There's just so many things. Like, So 2019, he had 303 carries. And then last year, this last year, 378. Yeah. Okay. So 303, that's not bad. That's actually pretty solid. 378. Now, me and you have talked about this, and we're, we're going to talk about this a lot when we get into the greatest running backs of all time in a few weeks. A lot of guys don't carry the ball that much, and that's just regular season. 
Then you got to add his postseason on there. Then you yeah. got to add his catches. Like guys don't get that many touches in and do the, and you know stay the same. Usually they the next year isn't that good. And if it is, then the next year really isn't. There's only been a few running backs in history that have ever been able to carry and handle that kind of load. And there's one person in particular who his load management was greater than anybody's. And he's the only, there's no one near him. It's like, I want to say it's like 50 touches higher than the next person. Now you're going to, you're going to put, let's just say that Henry did play all 17 games. Mm -hmm. And let's just say that he got the ball more and he got, few people have got to 400 carries, but it has happened, (laughs) you know, and he gets to like 400 carries and then he plays in the playoffs and does whatever. He's, he's going to be done in like another year or two. Yeah. Maybe not. Maybe after he's going to be a year or two. So fatigued. It's going to be ridiculous. And then think about linemen. They just smash into each other all game long. Look at how many guys don't make it through the season now like you know Seahawks fans like how many of our linemen missed games last year mm-hmm. and now we've got you know Gabe Jackson but we still got some of those guys who got hurt you know Dwayne Brown he ain't getting any younger he's already nope. up there and now he's got to play a 17 game thing, season older guys are probably get or break down a little bit faster and then you're gonna say oh well you know they take away preseason games and all this and that think about what just happened this last season when with COVID. Like that was something I was going to get... bring up. Now that gives those guys, you know, less of a chance when they're like, I wasn't even thinking about the COVID thing, but yeah, that's a good point too. With COVID and everything, it was harder. And now it's, yeah, okay, because... maybe everything will be back, but now they're going to get one less game yeah, to not... go out there and exactly. perform. Exactly. They didn't have all the reps that they needed going into the season. And so guys got hurt. Yep. And now they're not going to have that extra game to get ready for the season. Now you're gonna say, well, the stars didn't play that much anyways, but they still played usually. Certain guys didn't, but overall, right. and and you got to think about teams that are putting in new playbooks like the Seahawks, mm-hmm. you know, or teams that you know they're bringing out a rookie quarterback. You know, there's gonna be teams starting a rookie, Jacksonville, you know, and so just all these things that are gonna hurt the game. But then also, like I said, just just injuries, like it. It's ridiculous. <laughs> like I cannot tell you how angry it makes me. Get, the game was perfect. 16 games. And I, I know I just said it's been bad. No, but I mean 16 games is the perfect amount. Mm-hmm. The perfect amount. When when did we go to 16 games? I think it was 78. 78. I was one years old. <laughs> one years. One years. That's what I said. <laughs> That's what I said. I'm a grown man. One years old. And we went to 16 games. And that's football to me. This is not football. This is like, you. Uh, it's just stupid. It makes me mad. <laughs> like, uh, I'm glad I brought that up because we we're about to move on or whatever. But I'm like, that's a that's a big deal. So I'm And I just don't want to hear it. Like those that. people that are like, oh, I like football. And when your guys get hurt and you start, you know, whining and complaining, I'm like, oh, I thought you liked football. Freaking yeah. idiots. Like this, this is your guys' fault. It's your guys' fault and it's the NFL's fault for, you know, being the green. whoever voted for it was the owners or whatever. Well, and you know, the players can be blamed too because they don't 
when they do their collective bargaining agreements, they don't stand up to it. Like, why did they even allow this to be a possibility? So when I hear, look, I, not all the players voted yes, right? Right. So some of those players are going to say what they say and, you know, they're going to say this is garbage. And Wagner and, they, and Alvin. And, and they vote, they most likely voted no. And now some of them might not have, and they just can say that they were naive and didn't think they were going to do it. But come on, if they put it in there as a possibility, then they were going to do it. So, you know, yeah, the players need to take a better stand. And the people who support this need to uh, get their brains checked because I just don't understand. This is It's not going to go good. That, and, yeah, exactly. and they're going to add another game eventually. They're going to yeah, even it out to 18. And then it's only it's gonna just be glorified flag football. That's all it's gonna be. You're you're not gonna be able to touch anyone. You can barely touch them now. And then people are gonna try to tell you it's great, like they try to tell you that the NBA is great now. Mm-hmm. It isn't. Speaking of which, yeah, let's, NBA. let's transition to a little NBA update. No, it's so funny. I seem to only only I just only bash the NBA. <laughs> and it's funny because I still like to watch it. I... Especially you know around this stage oh yeah it's it's, it's it's almost playoff time so i can get into it i i'm trying to this is what makes me mad i i literally all last week before well no maybe it was before was thinking how i just want to enjoy stuff i just want to enjoy it i don't want to worry about i just want to enjoy it and then they do things like this (laughs) and then they go to 17 games or they or rules get changed and then i get to hear people tell me how it's oh it's so great because you know, guys will stay healthier. And I'm like, but it's not football or it's not basketball. Like when you go up and somebody fouls, you know, it's a flagrant and they're going to whine and complain. Like people get fouled. Yeah. Get over it. Go to the line, take your shots. Stop whining. Stop talking to the ref. Get back and play defense. LeBron. That's why, that's why the refs are giving <laughs> out all these technicals. They're tired of it. Sorry. I had to go after your boy. Yeah, you I love come LeBron. on, man. LeBron's awesome, but he does do that. And when I see him do it, that was it, unnecessary. Well, we watch, <laughs> you know, anytime the, the, I don't, I hate to say the Lakers because I hate the Lakers, but we watch LeBron. So when I notice him do it, it makes me mad because I'm just like, dude, don't, don't be what everybody, you know, says that you are. Go back and play defense. Stop complaining. You don't need to do that anymore. But at the same time, he's probably just thinking, man, I'm tired. I'm <laughs> I'm old and I'm going to use this as a way to not run down the this court. This is a strategy. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Highest IQ out there. <laughs> so anyways. And then little NBA updates. We had the trade deadline. I think it was last week we had talked about it. And then some yeah. more transactions were made. Not trades, but a couple like buyouts and signings. For example, we t- I said how Aldridge was pretty much getting released. The favorites to sign him were Miami originally. That's what people were reporting. And then he gets released, and he ends up signing with the Nets. <laughs> uh, I don't know why the Nets decided to bring him in. I don't know why. I don't know why. He just That's, doesn't know. I, I don't really know or get it. And I'm that still doesn't change anything about my opinion about the Nets either. I still don't think they're gonna do yeah, what people I, are saying they're gonna do. They're not gonna meet expectations. 
Yeah, I don't need that. I mean, it... it well, that's my prediction, at least. Exactly. That they're not going to do it, but... You know, once the playoffs start, you know, you'll have a better idea because you'll see how they're really gelling as a team. Mm-hmm. And, you know, and then we'll do our kind of playoff preview. Yeah. We'll go into everything. But right now, fun. like, none of their signings, like, every time they do something or, you know, they get Blake and everything like that, and I'm just like, who cares? Aldridge is probably a... I love bigger Aldridge, deal than actually. Blake right now. I've always been a Lamarcus Aldridge. Aldridge is good. I didn't like when he left Portland, but yeah, no, I didn't love that. But but I'm like I don't really care anymore. It was fine, but I I remember when he left, just being like, oh, what the heck, dude? Why, why Lamarcus? And then Andre Drummond was bought out by the Pistons, and he is now a Laker. He's there while AD and LeBron are injured. He's about to, to carry him. And then earlier today, or yes, uh, yesterday actually, Isaiah Thomas, oh, yeah. back in I, the league, signing with New Orleans, only on a ten-day deal, but still. It's funny because I was literally just thinking about him the other day. Because remember the cold-blooded thing, or did you see the cold-blooded shot was trending? Because it was the anniversary of oh, the shot. Really? In the uh, the uh, Pac-12. Yeah, the game winner against Arizona. Yeah. So that was Love trending, that and I was. And I'm just going, wait, he's not on a team, is he? Nope. And so then I was just thinking about his season with the Celtics and just how I'm Oh, no. And the other reason why was because, you know, I drive on the freeway all the time and I drove past the spot where his sister passed mm. because there's still flowers there and stuff. And so I was thinking about him and just thinking like, man, he's he's not in the league. And then yeah, now he's back. So, you know, I hope he plays really good good enough to where people want to keep him because it just sucks to have that season that he had and then to get hurt and then you know did he never get back or did he just never get the chance to come back you know what yeah, i mean right like you don't you don't really which know. i mean maybe we'll find out for sure maybe not who knows it's only a 10-day deal so yeah maybe we'll get a good luck glimpse to, of something good luck to isaiah and you know i guess while we're here a quick update of the standings Brooklyn still number one in the East, then Philly at two, Bucks at three, Charlotte at four, Atlanta at five, Miami at six, the Knicks are still at seven, and Boston is at eight. The Knicks have stayed there. Boston you know, is at eight. Yes. Wow, what's their record? 24 and 25. It's actually tied with the Knicks. Really? That's a disappointment. I remember, like, the Knicks were around this spot, like, early in the year. And yeah. I was like, it's not going to last long. Oh, the Knicks Fast Hawks, forward to... The Knicks, Hawks, and the Hornets. Yeah, all, all three. three I was like, yeah, right. <laughs> the Hornets don't even have a little medal no more. He got hurt. And see, that's the thing. You know, everybody's going to... And I know people are already talking about, you know, rookie of the year, rookie of the year. But I'm like, if he's been hurt too much, because isn't this the second time he's been hurt? I don't. I think, I the think first so. Time and then you know, this time, that much time. Yeah. And then hurt. now this time he's done. So I'm like, okay. Well, now they can't really give it to him. Yeah, you can't. I mean, I guess I technically, Even, like, technically, if he can. didn't get hurt, it was his award. Yeah. And I think that's why some people will be like, well, then you got to give it to him. Like, well, no, because you got to play in a certain amount of games. You got. It's kind of like Shaq. Like part of the reason Shaq only had one MVP was because he would play sixty something games yeah he wouldn't play right. 70 something and 80 and some people were just like no you just can't give it to him so they wouldn't vote for him mm-hmm. and i kind of understand that to be honest with you and then over on the west utah still number one 
Phoenix at number two, Clippers at three, Lakers four, Denver up to five, Portland at six, Dallas at seven, and San Antonio at eight right now. See, Phoenix is that one. They're the number two seed. Like, Mm -hmm. at the beginning, I'm like, yeah. Like, I didn't pick them for the playoffs. I was like, you know, like five to eight seed somewhere around there. Yeah, and they're two. Nah. And I wonder... I mean, well, well they ain't guess, no, like if the really standings wonder. were to stay the same, then they got to face Luca in round one. I still don't like their chances. Right. And that's just what I was going to say. Like, you know, Chris Paul, you, you got to give him a lot of credit, right? He yeah. goes there and now they're the number two seed. But if they don't, okay, this is Chris Paul. Hasn't, or no, isn't it? This he, is a, no, he went to the Western Conference Finals with Houston, right? Yeah, the one time. So the one time, I but think, he had yes. never been before. And th- let's just say he doesn't even make it again then it's like man like chris paul is like one of the all-time greats but when you really start to talk about the best kind of like you know we just did you know our receivers and stuff like there's certain things that you just can't you can't put them there like yeah he's great but would he be in my top 10 like there's a lot of great point guards in nba history people some people are like what do you think he's top 10 well i mean i have to look at it but off the top of my head, my first reaction is yes, but then when I see that playoff just failure, resume, just complete failure, it's like I don't, I don't know if I can put him top ten with that. But then you just see what he's doing with Phoenix, and they're number two in your, and then you see even with Oklahoma City last year, yeah, you're just like he makes teams better. He does. That's why I love him. I, I think he's great. Yeah. But, you know, when I when I go to do those things, I try to look at everything. And I, I try, even though, you know, you say you had Dan Marino three and you had Steve Largent two and you had Sterling Sharp on your list. But I really do try to keep bias out of it. Like those players have all pros and records and led the league in things numerous times. Yeah. They, you know, so but Chris Paul's led the league in assists numerous times and steals. So there you go. (laughs) A playoff resume sucks. But anyways. But yeah, that's getting going. Playoffs not too far away. So that'll get hit it up in a few weeks. Be on our playoff preview. That should be good. And yeah, that's a... Well, baseball started. Oh yeah, shout out to the Mariners. We don't really... We probably won't talk too much baseball in here, but I just want to mention, you know. I paid zero up. attention to baseball. You know, I mean, yeah, I used to, we used to love baseball. Me and your mom used to go, we went to the All-Star game, the 2001 All-Star, not the, oh, sorry, not the game, went to the Fan Fest, excuse me, went to Fan Fest, and then uh, we used to go to Mariners games. She was a Braves fan. I remember fan. being there. She was a Braves fan. Yeah, we've taken you guys to a few. We always had to leave mm-hmm. early because you guys hated it. You guys were not <laughs> interested. You guys wanted to play at the little playground thing, but then we would do that, and I'm like, well, I want to watch baseball, and then we go sit down, and I mean, I I don't even know if we ever made it even to the seventh inning stretch. You guys were, like, just done. And I think we did that three times, and I was like, never again. And that's just kind of... That's not where... Everything started going downhill after the whole steroid thing in baseball. Like when when all that happened, and not because a lot of people stopped watching baseball because of steroids, because it was like, oh, it's so bad and the game's not fair. That's not why I stopped. I stopped because of the way everyone blamed the players. 
and no one blamed baseball. Yeah. It pissed me off. I'm like, you guys are not allowing these guys in the Hall of Fame. You're doing all this stuff when baseball let this happen so they can make more money. Mm-hmm. They did this to to get money. And then as soon as you guys said, well, we're not going to come anymore, then they decided to crack down. And then everybody was like, finally, yeah, you better crack down on those guys. No, they need to crack down on themselves. Mm-hmm. They need to get those ownerships, you know, groups out and they need to get, you know, the commissioner out, which, you know, he is gone, but it just really put a bad taste in my mouth because baseball's always had these stupid unwritten rules. Yes, they're stupid. All these stupid unwritten rules and all these things that people have done in the past, they've you know, cork bats and they use pine tar and, <laughs> yeah, they, yeah, yeah. and pitchers rub stuff on the ball. And then, and then, but then they lower the mounds to give the hitters an advantage. And then they bring in the fences and they just do all these things and change it all. And so, and then guys, oh, and then they could take greenies, quarter zone shots, all these other things to help them. But they take steroids, which are bad. I'm not saying they're not, but then they just cast all those guys out and totally shun them with all the other stuff that baseball has done and allowed them like that's garbage and yeah that's pretty much i just stopped paying a ton of attention i still pay attention to the manners i'll watch manners games you know i still love the manners but not like i used to like i i mean it's pretty much happened with every sport like i don't know all the players anymore i used to be sports was my life i knew i can name every player on baseball basketball football every team all everything and now you know it's just whatever (laughs) like people you like yeah and what i like or just you know i heard about them or people talk about because i'm watching games and i see them but i don't watch as much as i used to i don't have as much time on my hands and so yeah but so anyways that's kind of what and then we had a family you guys didn't care for baseball i can't sit there and watch three hours of baseball i got kids to take care of and i'm not i got kids i'm not that parent i'm not Shout just out gonna be like oh okay well we're gonna watch what i want to watch you guys shut up over there sometimes <laughs> <Depends>. <laughs> falcon and Winter soldiers on you better shut your little kid if mouth. you're not if you're not watching with me don't bother me <laughs> but that's not even an hour and besides they're open I don't have young, young kids. Back then, you know, you guys were young and it was like, nope, I need to be playing with you guys. I need to be doing stuff. So baseball's the one sport that really just kind of went on the back burner. And so now it's like, I'm, I'm not even lying. I don't even think I could name 10 players that don't play for the Mariners. I'm not even kidding. I I probably could, because, but only because I'd be like, I um, honestly, I just guessed that maybe he was still playing. (laughs) 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 I mean, that's how bad it is. Like, I just don't pay attention. This guy retire or? Yeah, no, exactly. Pujols still play? I do think Pujols still plays. Ichiro, you still there? Trout, you know what I mean? Bryce Harper, you know? There's guys I know. Kershaw. uh, No, because now I'm going to (laughs) stop. That's it. That's all I know. (laughs) But yeah. Baseball. Anyways, baseball. Yeah, exactly. Good go, for them. Go and... Mariners. And I hope the season goes well. They've already had to cancel a game or two because of COVID. You know, but... <laughs> Good start. Well, they're going to try to do the 162-game season. I don't believe... I mean, if any one of the teams actually plays 162 games, I'll be shocked. But it's definitely better than last year. And their 60-game season... Like, this is actually 
a legit season. Or last it's year, planned to be at least. Yes, planned to be. Last year, I didn't pay any attention to that. The only thing I thought it was good for was getting young guys experience and also just getting, you know, people not having a full year of any reps or anything. Like they got to, it was like an exhibition season, basically. It was just a short yeah. little thing to keep them in shape. It shouldn't actually really count, but I mean, it's to, gonna. to me, it doesn't. But, you know, to Dodgers fans, it does because they won the whole thing. <laughs> so, but the whole yes, short thing. this is a real season. So, you know. Good for good for them and everybody who loves baseball. Enjoy the national pastime, even though it's really not anymore. But <laughs> they still say it anyways. Well, yeah. Well, yeah. Got, so we we dragged that out else? a lot longer than I thought we would. Boom. Good job. <laughs> you can get me ranting, and I can go all day. I rain. You know. You know how much I rain myself back on this podcast. He's like, why can't you do that in real life when we're talking upstairs? Because I don't have a time limit. And you, I gotta like take out my phone and be like, you Dad. You just stand there and okay. take it. You're like, I gotta go uh, record for MGM. Like, no, I'm not done talking. <laughs> I gotta pull out 30 minutes on my phone. Like, okay, here's the topic. I'm gonna start now. Let's have our conversation. Go. And when we say conversation, it's basically me talking and you going, yeah, yeah. I'll throw in something here and there. <laughs> Next All up, right. what are we doing first? Uh, let's do pro wrestling. All right. Here we go. We're about to enter WrestleMania week. Oh, jam-packed during the week. Takeover is about to go down. The first two-night takeover in history. We got to preview it. Here and here we go. And here it is, right now. Night one. Here, here we go. <laughs> Let's head to night one of Takeover Stand and Deliver. You're gonna have. That's what it's called. Yes. Okay. I just, there's a movie called Stand and Deliver, and me and mom just watched that like a few weeks ago. Oh, really? It's an old movie. So, good yeah. timing. No, I'm just going to be thinking about that. <laughs> when like the intro for the pay per view starts, it's just going to pop the movie pop in your head again. Mm hmm. Hi, me. So, first up, we're going to have a gauntlet match to determine Johnny Gargano's opponent for night two. So, we got the participants last night. They, they made this a lot more complicated than it probably needed to be. But okay. anyways, participants in the gauntlet match. Participants. Participants. Emphasis on it. Mm -hmm. In order of when they're going to enter, you have Leon Ruff, Isaiah Swerve Scott, Bronson Reed, Cameron Grimes, baby, Dexter Loomis, and L.A. Knight. L.A. Knight. Still hate that name, but I'm glad Eli Drake is in NXT. And then the NXT tag titles, the vacant tag titles being the new champions will be crowned in a triple threat tag team battle between legato del fantasma grizzled young veterans and msk so i mean last time you said grizzled young veterans but now that it's a triple threat what do you think oh i, I still think it still should be grizzled young vets okay and you could use you know you could do you know, a couple of things. You could have like MSK hit like their move and then they take out uh the MSK guys and they get the pin. Or like while MSK's back is turned, then they like surprise them and hit their move and pin them. Yeah. There's ways they could go with Grizzly Young Veterans winning to keep the story going. 
Oh, exactly. I just was wondering if you still thought that because before, I don't think when we talked about it, because the match wasn't made and we were just assuming it was going to be Grizzly Young Veterans, right? And MSK. I think last week it was like just announced. Oh, I don't remember you saying them. Maybe I was. I'm, I'm going to go back. Jalen's talking. I'm not listening. I'm just kidding. Yeah, they just announced it last week. And so I kind of brought it up. Oh, well, I'm an awful parent. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, either way, it should be a fantastic tag match. I can't wait. Just added, I think on the last NXT, actually, Kushida and Pete Dunne in what should be a great technical battle, which is pretty much the whole reasoning behind the match being added. <laughs> it should be a great technical battle. Between two great technical wrestlers who want to be the best in the world. And what they do. And then Walter and Tommaso Ciampa for the NXT UK title. Man, that match is going to be amazing. It is. I just know that Walter is going to win. That's the only problem I have with it. Is that I'm like, but I, I already know who's going to win. I don't, I don't think he's going to have the belt for much longer, though. They're grooming that uh, Rampage Brown guy in NXT UK. Right. To be his next opponent. But so. Ciampa's not because he's not in the... He's not the UK. You know what I, I mean? wonder if because they were teasing the stuff with Thatcher since you know on the Indies he was in the group with Walter, so I wonder if like Thatcher's gonna return here and have some sort of involvement. Huh. Maybe he turns on Champa and that's how he loses. All right, all right. We'll see. I mean, trust me, I would. I want to be surprised, and I want Champa to win. That'd be crazy, huh? Champa goes it over would to the be, UK because I'm not expecting that to to happen. I'm like, I think the odds are like zero. <laughs> May, I'll give it a zero point five percent chance that it's possible. So if it happens, I will legitimately. He has to shave be his like, head. Wow, they did it. Then the so. chance will go up. He has to get the hair off of him. There we go. And then the main events for night one: Io Shirai versus Raquel Gonzalez for the women's title. She's been champion for 300 days. Only a few more to go, probably. What? How dare you? That's my prediction for that match, at least. You're wrong. Especially because it's in the main event. You're wrong, sir. <laughs> I don't want... I don't know. I guess I shouldn't say I don't... I just think it's weird. I would have assumed that Dakota Kai was going to get it before, you know, Raquel. Raquel. So... I guess that's kind of why you have I'm to like, figure they're probably want... going to have a match though. Right. Yeah. But I just don't, I don't want Raquel to get it. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. Just personal preference. This is, uh, I was, I remember when she pinned EO at war games, I was like, Oh, she's getting, you know, okay, here she goes. She's going to be groomed for the match. And, but it took a little bit longer than I was expecting. Which I figured it would have happened already. Yeah. But I mean, that's a good thing Yeah, because, Especially if they are going to give her the belt. Because like I said, I don't really want to see her get it. But at least you can say they didn't completely rush it. Some yes. people might say it's too soon. Maybe I do still feel it's a little too soon. But it would have been way too soon if they did it after yeah, like Yeah, uh, like a few weeks after yeah. or something. So they gave her more time and they put her in bigger spots. Yeah. And they She got more. a lot of work like just on NXT per week. I remember just watching it. I was really impressed. So... And then, yeah, I mean, the match with Rhea. Yep. So, you know, I mean, just because I don't want to see it doesn't mean I don't think she 
could do good. I just if you put it on her, like man, who's, right, like who's we love EO, so it's gonna be like weird when there's the next champion. Well, and like, especially if they don't okay. just put EO up, like if they keep her around yeah, for like two right. months, like they did with Rhea, or even longer, then it's kind of like, well, then why'd you do this? Like EO got to be on like the first. What, the first Raw or SmackDown after Mania, if this is the route you're going to go, you know? Yeah, exactly. And then over to night two, you have the NXT Women's Tag Titles on the line. Shotzi and Ember versus Candice LeRae and Indy Hartwell from their little group with Gargano and Theory. Dexter Loomis is going to come out and ruin it for them. Unless he's fighting Gargano. If he wins the gauntlet. No, but he's still going to make That's an true. appearance, do something to distract Hartwell. And, yeah, Hartwell. You know, not maybe not <laughs> even maybe not even purposely, but she's just going to get distracted. Yeah. <laughs> and then that's how Shotzi. That's that's what I see happening anyway. Hopefully they shouldn't have another no change for the belts. They shouldn't have done it in the first place. No. But agreed. And I mean, I I love Shotzi and Ember, and I think they're they could have a great little rain, but it just happened too soon. Yeah. Like you didn't need to do it. Just like we talked about, you should have just gave them the belts when they won the tournament. Then if you wanted to take them off them because Raquel, you're probably going to put the title on. Okay, better. But you made them wait to hand them belts for what? Two weeks later or three weeks later. So stupid. After they got the reward by having their woman's tag title match against. Yeah. The Shana reward should have been, here's these new belts that we made for you. Right away. Uh, anyways. And then the Cruiserweight Championship ladder match between Santos Escobar and Jordan Devlin. Found out who the real champ is. I, now, love, I love that it's a ladder match. I have no preference. Like, <laughs> I have no I idea would... who's going to win, why, who I would want to. I, I'm just going to watch it. Does it? I would probably say Devlin because I think Escobar should move on to like the North American title picture or something. They done really good with him, like on NXT, like making him like a star with the belt. Like he's probably like the biggest star, like that has gotten built with the cruiserweight belt in a while. Since like, you know, when Pac or Neville yeah. was doing his thing. Okay. All right. Well, I'll watch and I'll see what I think. And then we got, I'll make my own mind up, sir. <laughs> <laughs> don't listen to me form your own opinions dad that's what i'll do and then like i brought up a little bit ago johnny gargano versus the winner of the gauntlet on night one for the north american title johnny takeover back at it fighting la night <laughs> gosh that spoiler name. alert no i'm just kidding and then the unsanctioned match between adam cole and kyle o'reilly Calm down, calm yourself down. <laughs> that's like, that's your WrestleMania right there. That's like yeah, your I'm main good. event for the week is that right there. That match is going to be so good. You need to watch, like, I, they did a little video package for it. You, you need to watch that. Okay. Really good. I thought you were going to tell me to go watch the Ring of Honor matches. I was going to say, I'm not going to. I, I'm <laughs> you could sure do that, too. that they're great, but I'm not going to do that. <laughs> now I'll watch a little video package. The little video package was really good. The story has been fantastic. But you know they're going to show it. I know. Before the match, so. But yeah, I'll, I'll watch it before that, too. But yeah. 
I I'm interested to see where this goes. There's you got, you know, obviously, you know, Kyle just takes the win. That would probably indicate Adams going up. That's what I would think at least. Yeah. That this is how he goes off. I wonder if Roddy's gonna get involved somehow. But he could go off even if he won. He could, but I I that'd be a little I don't know. I think that'd be kind of weird if like if he won and then that was just that and Kyle couldn't chase him anymore. But it's also weird too if if he loses and then I well, I guess not because he's the heel. But if he loses and he runs away, like I don't know. I I guess I can see both ways. Like, oh, mm-hmm. well, he's a heel, but you don't go looking strong. You know what I mean? Yeah. You want people to go looking strong. Like, yes, you know, like uh, Rhea lost to Raquel. Was that her last match? I don't yes. But then I think they kept her off for a little bit, right? Mm-hmm. Before they brought her up. So yeah. So that's kind of my point. And then she comes up and. Now, it's partially because of the Charlotte situation, I believe. But yeah. then she's getting a title shot, and you're like, but she just lost. You know what I mean? And I love Rhea, and I want to see this match. But Oh, yeah. That's why, that's why like, I'm not complaining, you know, because I just asked for that match, so I can't really yeah, exactly. say anything. But I just, you don't, I don't think that should be something that you do consistently. That's true. I think that, you know, it, it happens. Some things just happen because they happen. You know what I mean? Like circumstances made it happen that way. But I I think like I don't know, I feel like the payoff from like just like this story in particular, not even thinking about the main roster stuff, would be bigger if Kyle got the win. Because like that's something Adam brought him some of the promos. Like you're you know, you're just comfortable being a sidekick in this stuff. And then Kyle, you know, he proves him wrong. He takes he overcomes Adam and He's a top guy, and I just think I think if Kyle wins, I don't think it's over. But no, maybe I should say I don't think it should be over. I'll say that because you just you never know. Either yeah. one could win; they could call them all up. <laughs> you know, Who knows? Whatever Vince feels for some like. Reason. Yeah, Vince is like call them up, and they're the undisputed era again. And everybody's like, "Wait, what?" He's like, "That's what I want to do." <laughs> Why didn't you up? tell him that before? We wouldn't have done this. Why'd you guys even split them up? Because you told us to. Anyway. But yeah, with it'll all that, a, it'll be great. I yeah, I can't wait to see what they're gonna do. And then the main event, Finn Balor and Karrion Cross finally colliding for the see, NXT championship. Just from the like I know that the story for you know for Kyle and and uh Adam. Yeah, I'm like, why am I forgetting <laughs> his name? Adam I'm Cole, baby. Gosh, I must need to go to sleep but uh yeah i know the story's been great and the build's been great but i want to see finn <laughs> and carrying cross so bad <laughs> like, i don't i just i don't know why like that's just the one that it's the main event because i don't know like again stories are great like mm-hmm. sometimes i talk about it all the time like you have to have a great story you do but sometimes you don't have to because it just sells itself. Right. And you you take a look at, you know, Balor with what he's been doing. And then just look at Karrion Cross, Yeah. Standing across from each other. And it's like, they need to go at it. Yeah. This I need just, to see them collide. Yeah. It just sells itself. You don't need to do much. And 
They haven't overdone could, it. That's anyway. what I was going to say. You run the risk of overdoing it or making or ruining it. Mm-hmm. And so they haven't done that. Like, Which is me, like, you know, the Bianca and Sasha stuff. They, they kind of ruined that yeah, they, yeah, with all it, this tag stuff they've been exactly. doing. You, you dove to, you shouldn't have, yeah. When she won the Rumble, it should have been, their friendship should have kind of really started crumbling right there. And it didn't. Show the slightest cracks. Yeah. At least. And they didn't. Nope. So, yeah. Anyways. But, yeah. Okay, I, I was just surprised they'd be on the same night. I assumed Adam and Kyle would be main eventing because of their all their stuff. But No, I like that they got the women. See, that... No, it's, it's cool for them. I don't mind that being the main event. That's I was just surprised. With, with Mania, too. Like, you know, people are talking about Sasha and... and uh, Bianca. Bianca should headline one night and then... Roman and Edge and Daniel Bryan the other night. And yeah, I agree with that. Someone brought up, I saw a good point being brought up how, you know, they've been doing the kickoff shows or whatever, that they plan on not doing any because they know, you know, whoever the first entrance is, they're going to get a pop, right? Because it's going to be the first entrance in front of fans in forever. That's true. So it's like, they so it probably that. is better if Drew and Bobby like go on first and then like Drew McIntyre is the first entrance because, you know, main event, he didn't even get an yeah, actual pop. Exactly. Let him get the pop here and then Sasha and Bianca can have their main event that people keep That's a good point. And, and, you know, when you think about how we were just talking about the other day, how they're doing the Andre the Giant Battle Royal and that tag match. And we were talking about that's ridiculous. Why is it on Mania? But that actually is a good reason why. Because you're not going to have that in the middle of the pay-per-view. You're not going to. Yeah. If you have that at the beginning. Yeah. I mean, look, all the guys deserve pops. They do. But if you do a 30 man and, you know. Or a 22 man in this case yeah, for yeah, the, 22 the Royal. And they're not even going to give them all their entrances and all this and that. So yeah. it kind of makes sense now that I think about it from that perspective. Because I actually wasn't even thinking about fans. Like, yeah. Like my mic, you know, we were talking about the Mariners a little bit ago and they, they have 9,000 fans that can, you know, 9,000 seats available. And I'm just like, why? <laughs> you know, so, but anyways, so I wasn't even really thinking about that aspect of it at all. That's a really good point. Like I saw it on social media the other day. Like, oh yeah, because like I wouldn't have been mad if you know Lashley and Drew were main event night one, you know. But like, yeah, that's kind of a win-win. Yeah, you start but, off the show, you get you get those fans going because they're just like you said, they're going to anyway. But when you're giving them Drew, and I mean Lashley too. Oh I yeah, mean, that's a that's a big match, and if you give them that. First. If only it was all of the hurt business, but yeah, which we will get it. I mean, let's get into that right now. Why did they break them up? It's so stupid. Like you were done with Takeover, right? Yes, that yeah. was it. I mean, it's so dumb. Like we talked about how I just thought it was ridiculous. They clearly didn't want <clears throat> Shelton and Cedric at Mania, so they take the belts off them, and then they just they break up the hurt business. Like, why would you do that? Yeah, to. We all know WWE has a history of some, of some, Baron Corbin on of some racism sometimes. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. And this doesn't help. If you if you want to say that, or if they want to say that they, they never were, and it's just 
like coincidence, just that what Vince thinks sells. It has nothing to do necessarily with race, but he looks at the numbers. Let's say, let's say you wanted to do all that. That's fine. This still looks that way. Yeah. This, there was no reason to break them up. It was just before mania there. They were basically the thing. They were the, the faction on the main roster. Yeah. They had three of the belts, you know, and for no reason at all, you take the belts off them and you nothing but up. praise. Yeah. From everybody. Everyone loved the hurt business. No one understands this. Giving you credit for how you've been building them. And then when Lashley wins the belt and, you know, they have the tag belts, like, okay, this is great. Nobody wanted this. They, yeah. They talked about Lashley and MVP going to Vince. Like, why are we doing what? Mm -hmm. Don't do Saw this. That. You know, all, it's just, it makes no sense. Now, sometimes we find out why and things either come out or guys get matches against other people and feuds happen or whatever. But it just doesn't seem this way because it just came out of nowhere, really. Like, yeah. We, yeah, Cedric and Shelton had some, you know, bickering or whatever. But them being thrown out, of, yeah, it just it it doesn't make any sense. So not we better thrilled. get. Do we have any WWE stuff? Because we need to get to AEW. I, I was just gonna bring up the announcements they made. Yeah. But you kind of touched upon it. They're having the Andre the Giant Battle Royal on what they're calling WrestleMania SmackDown. Woo! It's so stupid. And then the four-way match for the SmackDown Tag Titles: Dolph Ziggler and Robert Roode. Defending against the Street Profits, G Gable and Otis, and Ray and Dominic Mysterio. So that's going down in WWE. Now that one should be on Mania, but whatever. And now we got to head over to All Elite Wrestling before he can't contain himself. Yes, Christian Cage! His in-ring debut on Dynamite against Frankie Kazarian. Of course, he picked up the win. Very good match back. Went for... Yeah, was, about 20 minutes. It yep, was like a 20 was, minute time limit. Yeah, and they got right right to the end. It was mm -hmm. like so it's 18 19 minute match. And yeah, looks good. It was great. Like again, just like we talked about at the Rumble, it was like he didn't look like he's missed a beat. And then when so I listened to the Jericho podcast cuz he was just on the Jericho podcast. Just going to bring us some with Jericho here in a little bit. And um he was saying that when he was doing all of his training and stuff to get back as, you know, getting into shape, he only went to a ring like right after he first got cleared, he went to Edge's house mm -hmm. and he actually trained with Beth because Edge was hurt. So oh, he really? got in the ring a couple of times with Beth and he was like, he said, Beth was beating me up. <laughs> <laughs> of course. So, so he did that just a few, I think he said twice. And, you know, he said he was sore and everything because, you know, you, you don't do it for a long time and you feel it all like you hadn't done it in a long time. Whereas before, you know, they're just used to it. So then he decided that he wasn't going to get back in the ring until he got into shape because he, at that point he wasn't in shape. He was just, he just wanted to get in the ring and see. And then, so then he was getting in shape and that's all he was doing. That's it. Wasn't getting in the ring at all. So then mm -hmm. when he talked to WWE, they told him that, you know, they probably weren't going to put him in the, the rumble so he still wasn't getting in the ring then two days before the rumble you saw that on the on the uh what was it the, the, uh, was it the day of day of yeah thing special on the network and he said they called him what on friday yeah and told him or maybe no maybe he didn't say that on there maybe he said it on the podcast with 
Renee. I don't know. I, don't know. I remember saying, you know, it was like right before. Yeah. Like they so it was always like do. Two days before they told him, yeah, you know what? We don't have a big enough surprise. So, you know, please, would you want to do it? And he said, yeah. So then he gets there and they, they showed on the day of how he was in the ring. But he said that, yeah, they, they got that. But he actually didn't get in there until like the rumble rumble started because other mm. people had been in there. Yeah. And so, and he was like, they showed him walking down the hallway, but that was right before he was going to come out. That wasn't until like just... when the match was started, he was just yes. in the ring. So he, he went in there real quick. He said he took a couple, like five bumps or something like that and hit the ropes like five times. And that was it. And then he got out, walked in the hall. And that's when people were like, holy crap. And then he went out. So, so basically the rumble was his first time really in the ring doing things Wow, for seven years, like really doing anything. And then he said this match with Frankie was the next time. Wow. <laughs> I even, that puts it in a, like a whole nother perspective. Like, dang. Yeah. He's amazing. Like that makes that match even better. <laughs> right. You do that. You pulled out a freaking Spanish fly or you took a Spanish fly. I mean, in that, in your first match and you weren't even in the ring that much, like training or anything. That's nuts. Oh, and. I guess I've always That's thought nuts. he's just one of the best. And it's just so underrated how he moves in the ring and just the things that he can do and how he gets into positions and just just everything that he does. And you're just watching and you're just like, what he's doing right now is not easy. It's kind of like, you know, they talk about Randy Orton not realizing how good he is. You know, and then a lot of people don't necessarily know what they're talking about. They just know that. Orton's good. Yeah. But other wrestlers talk about how great he is. But Christian is one that all the wrestlers talk about how great he is, but people don't see it. Yeah. They just, for whatever reason, they just don't recognize what he's doing. They, they just see uh, how he used to be portrayed. Yeah. And they just kind of go off of that. Exactly. And it's like, put that aside and just watch the man work because he's there to work. And it's like, okay, and but. And it was awesome. Stop looking at what they're telling you through, you know, the story and all this stuff. And, you know, whether he wins or loses, what do you yep. see? Yep. What What's I, this match you're watching? Don't tell me how. And I guarantee at least some of you, not, you know, everybody would, but some of you would have a change of heart. Oh, yeah. And I, I think that's going to happen here in AEW yeah. for those people who feel that way. But if it doesn't, you know, I don't care necessarily like he's amazing like he deserves a great run and hopefully you know knock on wood nothing happens to him and and he yeah. can he can go out the way he wants to on his terms like edge is trying to do exactly and then you know before you know the other big news i wanted to get to i thought this match was pretty cool for the next dynamite they're gonna have kenny omega teaming up with the good brothers to take on john moxley and the young bucks in oh. a six-man tag match. I saw that. Yeah. I'm like, oh, dang. You know, it's going to be, you know... I, I understand because, you know, TakeOver is going to be on. And the first night is on uh, the USA Network. So that, so I'm like, okay, that's their counter pretty much. And that's that's a big match. It is. I thought that was cool. I'm not... No offense to... You know, I said I was all elite now, but I got to watch TakeOver. Yeah, I was saying, I got to watch TakeOver. <laughs> but, you know, that's, you I'll know... We'll circle a match back. I'm still catching my eye and i gotta go look back at after takeover but then the news that was it yesterday i think this broke out 
the next yeah. edition of the Broken Skull Sessions on the WWE Network will be Chris Jericho. It's awesome. I can't. I really wow. hope that they don't. I really hope that they don't shy away from things. Yeah. I hope that this right. is a thing that WWE said, you know what, we're going to do this, but I don't want it to be like, yeah, we're going to do this, but we only want you to talk about WWE. You no, know, like, like, he... if you're going to do this, let's talk about what's going on. Let him talk about how he's You have to AEW. mention that, you know, he's he's not retired. He's still working and doing these things. Like, yeah. you kind of have, and, you know, we're not stupid. Most people know. But I also don't think they have to overdo it because yeah. it's not like they... It is still a WWE show. Him and Austin have had great matches. Like they got to talk about that stuff too. Yeah, they got to right. talk about just Jericho being one of the best there ever was. You know, you could keep it majority, and you know, under your umbrella or whatever. Yeah, but you but gotta you, do you gotta... five ten minutes talking about him going, him what happened, you know, how it all kind of went down for for those people who, you know, who were just all about WWE. And they pay no attention to what anything else. Like maybe they don't know all the stuff that he did, all you know, the New Japan stuff and and the yeah, cruise. that's true. The New Japan stuff also. The I didn't even think about of that. Jericho. Yeah, you know, like those things that that kind of help. I don't want to say help start. It's not like he necessarily helped start all elite, but he did. Like his involvement really took it to another level. Like. When they all realize, like, we could get Jericho in on this, how big is that for us? It really helped it take off even more because everyone knows Chris Jericho. Yeah. So it's huge news. And, I mean, I can't wait to watch it. It's going on the network the the day of night two, so prob probably after. I do assume. wonder, I mean, like I said to you, like, are they doing this because they're going to put him in the Hall of Fame? Right, but they haven't said anything yet about the Hall of Fame, and I mean, actually, I, no, they're not because they already taped it. The Hall of Fame has been taped already. Yeah, I just saw that because the they just announced Rob Van Dam the other day. Yeah, and he was there, and they already. Oh, I the saw heck? they already taped it because some of the people I saw, like on my feed, they had posted how they were at the Thunderdome. Really. So, so yeah, I, I mean that's I, fine. I, but I, I just, just remember that, yeah, because they like, just so announced that. RVD what three days ago? Uh huh. And then they okay. I mean, hey, that's fine. That actually makes it better because I was thinking like, oh, you know, they did this. Maybe they're putting in the Hall of Fame, and it's just kind of but one now. of those things. <laughs> but now it's like, oh no, they're just doing it. Like, okay, good. I like to see that. Like. Just acknowledge that there's other things out there. It's not the end of the world. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> but well, yeah, sent sent the internet wrestling world ablaze for a bit. Hey, we love to see it, right? Yes, I I was so happy to see that. All right. That's wrestling for you this week. Back up to next. Marvel Talk, Falcon, and the Winter Soldier. Up next. You're gonna say it? No, I just. <laughs> So, anyways, okay, spoiler alert, spoiler alert, spoiler alert. Okay, I'm just going to say this Disclaimer. Now. I don't know why I even tried to say that I wasn't going to talk about it because it's just too hard because the way <laughs> we do the pod, you know, we watch this, the episode the day before we do the pod. And then because it's a week later, it's just like 
I can't contain myself. And then I just regret not talking about everything. And then I'm like, it's a podcast. You can stop it and you can wait until you watch it and listen if you even want to listen to this podcast. Yeah. If you're out there. <laughs> so Hello. So, yeah, spoiler alert. I'm going to go back talking about some of the things I liked a lot from episode two. And then we're going to talk a lot about episode three. Oh, yeah, you do really got to cover episode two, huh? So I didn't think about that. Yes, if you haven't watched and you want to, you know, you don't want me to spoil it for you or us to spoil it for you, then turn this off. You you listen to the first stuff. You <laughs> don't want to listen anymore. <laughs> Thanks for listening. If you, if you don't mind either way, here we go. So episode three was awesome. Zemo. Yes. Zemo's back. Or, you know, we knew he was coming, but he's in this episode a lot. And so is Sharon. But let's go back a little bit about the things that I really appreciated about episode two. So let's have some context real quick. And so what's the stuff that is super important? How they end up having to go to get Zemo is probably the most important thing because that's how episode three starts. Mm -hmm. So at the end of two, Walker, the new cap, John Walker, tells Bucky, Everyone's favorite. Oh, he's, I mean, and that's a joke, but he's my favorite. So. <laughs> I mean, it's literally Iron Man and John Walker, U.S. agent. And so, so yes, it's not that, I, I don't mind him being Captain America, honestly, but I know what's going to happen. And I just want U.S. agent because I just, I love John Walker. I can't help it. You know, don't judge me. You know, you guys and all your Steve Rogers love, but we're going to get to that. So anyways, yeah. at the end of the episode, of episode two, he had got Bucky out of jail. But then he also got Bucky out of therapy. He basically just kind of said, you know, we're not going to keep him on a, a strict schedule. He's kind of free from that. So, cause he's a good, he's an important asset and we need him out in the field. So, you know, tells his psychiatrist, take care of, you know, whatever you need to do and then send him on his way and we'll talk outside. So they do their little thing in there. Bucky says something really big. You know, we, I did mention that last week, so I don't need to go over that again. They come out and then John Walker and Battlestar are talking to Bucky and, and Sam. And basically they just want him to team up. And Bucky and Sam don't want anything to do with John Walker. <laughs> you know? And Sam says, you know, we're basically free agents. You guys got rules and stuff you got to go by. And, you know, we're just going to... With the government. It wouldn't make any sense for us to team up with you. So, no. And so, John Walker is like, all right, well, word of advice. Stay the hell out of my way. And then they walk away. I, I like that a lot, by the way, that he said that. I thought that was great. Oh, I loved it. <laughs> I'm like, oh, yes, the attitude is coming. I was like, dang, just when, you know, throughout the rest of the episode, people might have started, you know, turning the other cheek for John Walker. And then he says that to instantly get him to hate him again. Oh, yeah. I mean, that's the thing about him and just even the, the ridiculous love for Steve Rogers is that people just hated him. It same thing happened in the comics too, and, and trust me, I like Steve Rogers a lot. I just, I, I will get to why I'm saying ridiculous love and everything. But people did that in the comics. It was like it didn't matter what he did after. Mm -hmm. They used he replaced Cap, and he wasn't worthy. So he is the worst, and he's garbage. He's trash, and I'm like, what is wrong? 
it was an origin story. <laughs> you know, this is his, you know, introduction into the MCU. Somebody's got to do it. And, and also, you know, I, I'm going to get to that a little bit later, but he, uh, he just gets so much hate undeserved for taking over the mantle. And it's ridiculous. Yeah. <laughs> it's just like, calm down, especially if you know what's going to happen. And like, again, we all know that he's not going to keep the shield because he's going to prove to be not worthy to be Captain America, but he's still worthy to be a hero just yeah. because he's not worthy to be Captain America. Doesn't mean he's not a hero, but oh, people just—they're not going to care. They hate him, and they—I mean, the same thing you described with the comics—they're going to be the same thing. They okay. So Marvel Comics got death death threats back in the day when yep. he took over, and Wyatt Russell has gotten death threats. Yeah, I've seen that. It's ridiculous. What is wrong with you guys? Calm down and enjoy the show. And now I say, calm down while I'm yelling at you. But you deserve it. Relax. Relax. You <laughs> freaking idiot. So, <laughs> so, <laughs> I'll choke you out. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> so anyway, so Sam and Bucky walk away, and basically Bucky's like, you know, I know what we got to do and who we got to see. And then he talks about what Isaiah Bradley had mentioned. You know, remember what he asked Sam? Remember what Isaiah said to to me about you know my people? And Sam thinks he's talking about white people. He's like, oh, no, no, don't, don't take that the wrong way. And he's like, no, my people is Hydra, remember? <laughs> I was Hydra. And so then Sam knows immediately he's talking about Zemo. And he's like, no, no, no. He's like, yeah, we, I'm like, yes, we, we yes, need yes. to go see Zemo. So <laughs> that's, that's what Sam says. All right, I guess we're going to see Zemo. And then boom, that's the end of the episode. Or well, they show Zemo in the prison. And now episode three. So they go see Zemo, right? And but Bucky's like, I need to go talk to him by myself. And Sam's like, this is a good idea. And he's like, yes, General, trust me. So he goes in, sees Zemo. They, Zemo immediately starts saying the words. <laughs> just funny. Fantastic. And he's like, doesn't work anymore. He's like, I oh, know. I just wanted to see your reaction to me doing it. And then he's just kind of like, yeah, I can see you know, something still in there, you know. So yeah, they're basically you know, having a little conversations. You know, Bucky's saying, you know, there's more super soldiers out there. Da, 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 da. <clears throat> And then they cut to Sam and Bucky and they're in another place. Yeah. You know, like they walk in this place and Sam's kind of like, why are we here? What is this place? And so then Bucky's just, oh no, he, he's like, first he's like, you want to break Zemo out? Yeah. Like, no, <laughs> I, I love we're not going to break Zemo out. <laughs> and then <laughs> Bucky's basically kind of like, yeah, well, you know, what? just what happens if this happens? He's basically saying like, well, this is what we could do. But Bucky's already done it. <laughs> now, I will say, though it's funny and I like it, it still didn't really make any sense. Like, how did he get the book in there with the thing in there? You know, because he's like, what you're reading is a mm -hmm. Machiavelli. And then he opens it up and there's something in it. How? And that obviously the thing in it was how he got out. It was like, a, you know, a key or something like yeah. that. Yeah. Like, how did he get that? And then, you know, it's like, the, he was talking about all the confusion, but how did he still get out of his cell? There were cameras, like they showed the people watching, like everything is like, so nobody was paying any attention to Zemo. But that aside, it was still great. <laughs> you know, so I mean, like we can poke holes in 
anything anybody can like yeah i saw people poke you know people poke holes in snyder cut and they're sitting there i guess apparently someone did a two-hour video where they're talking about all the plot holes in the snyder cut and i'm like there's not really that many it's just hilarious how that's literally half of the length of the movie i know (laughs) there's no way i'd watch a two-hour thing of somebody you know putting in plot holes to a movie especially when i know half of them are going to be ridiculous i'm like that's not really that bad and yeah right but and you could do that to any movie in any show if you really wanted to so that's just something i thought about i'm like that was way too easy but whatever so anyways so like i said they're as he's explaining to sam you know what he would do they're showing what happened so sam's just kind of like why are you saying this so like nonchalantly you know whatever and then zima walks in (laughs) (laughs) and he's just like what (laughs) you're going back to jail so then uh zima's kind of like yeah well we got you know i know a place where we can start to you know find out where the serum came the serum super soldier serum came from so let's go or who started it so they got to go to madripoor so like yes they're going to madripoor super popular place in x-men comics and so they go and now bucky has to act like he's a winter soldier again yep and sam has to act like (laughs) what the smiling tiger smiling tiger some guy yes and (laughs) And, you know, Zemo's telling them, hey, we have to stay in character. Oh, wait. Before that, the plane ride, the thing I wanted to get to. So on the plane Mm -hmm. ride, they're talking. And basically, I I don't know why they were talking about music. I forget. Because it was in the, he was looking in the book. Oh, yeah, yeah. The notebook. Zemo had grabbed somehow got a hold of Bucky's notebook with the names in it that he has um, either people that he wronged as Winter Soldier or people that he helped get into power. So he's trying to right his wrongs. So he has a notebook with names. Zemo had somehow got it and was looking at it. And Bucky got pissed. It was like, give me that, touch it again, I'll kill you. And then Sam was like, hey, I remember that book. That was Steve's book. I know that because I had told him to listen to a Marvin Gaye album. And so that was written down in there. Did you listen to the album? And Bucky's like, yeah. He's like, well, what'd you think? And he's like, I mean, I like, <laughs> I like 40s music. And he's like, everybody, you know, loves Marvin Gaye. And he's like, I, I like Marvin Gaye. And he's like, and since Sam says, Steve adored Marvin Gaye. So then Zemo's like, you really, you know, basically you really looked up to him, didn't you? And then he says, I realized something when I met him, the danger with people like him. America's super soldiers, is that we put them on pedestals. They become symbols, icons. Then we start to forget about their flaws. Then he says, from there, cities fly, innocent people die, movements are formed, wars are fought. But that line, that they become symbols, icons, and we start to forget about their flaws, is my point and has always been with Steve Rogers. People put him so high and they forget about his flaws. And we can we can talk about comics if we want to, but I'm going to stick to the MCU here. Mm-hmm. He didn't tell Tony that Bucky killed his mom and his dad. Yep. Okay? One. Like, you can say whatever you want. That's garbage. That's awful. How, how can you do that if you know that? Okay? 
if you're such good friends. Exactly. Not even good friends. Just a group. Everybody talks about he's you know his great his moral compass and everything like that's Steve Rogers is the moral compass like that's what makes him so great and it is overall right but he has flaws but they forget and he about has the flaws. faults and so he's not perfect and then some people say well that makes we, what makes heroes and all this great because no one's perfect no I agree. But then why is Steve Rogers put way up here that nobody, that if somebody takes the mantle, you're going to hate them. You're going to hate John Walker before he's even said a word because of this pedestal you put Steve Rogers on. Because you've made him something so amazing. Like he never made a mistake. Yeah. He, he what else did he do? He left Bucky. Well, yep. I mean, well, you know, we could talk about Sharon. It's funny. Like, I kind of forgot some of the things I was going to say. So, yeah, I mean, he left Bucky later, but he he dissed Sharon, too, which mm -hmm. this gets actually mentioned in this episode, which is something that I had tweeted out days before because somebody had said, like, what do you think is going to happen with Sharon? And I was like, I think she's going to be pissed because why didn't they ever come for her? They... Steve went, okay, let's think about Natasha. Natasha left in Civil War. She was on Tony's side, remember? Yeah. Steve and them were gone, and then she was talking to Tony and basically told him to watch his back, and then she left. And she met up with Steve somehow. Now, you can say, oh, well, she's got training and all this and that. Yeah, Sharon doesn't. So Steve obviously had to have been looking for her too. And then you go to infinity war and he goes and he gets wanda and he gets vision how come he never went and got sharon yeah she stuck her neck out and became you know the enemy of the state and they never they didn't care <laughs> you know she, whatever okay then like i said how he he leaves bucky he does all that stuff for bucky and then at the end he he leaves bucky to go be with oh and that was it that was the other thing he's telling everybody to move on he's like woody in toy story you know he's telling everybody one thing and then he goes and he does another thing in the end he's like well you know what I, i've been preaching this my whole life or preaching this for this long but now screw everything i said you know we're, we're not here for kids i'm gonna go be with bo peep that's basically <laughs> what he did he's like well you know what i saved you and you know i've been captain america and i just want love I just want love. So even though you are completely not ready to be on your own at all because you've not lived a normal life even a little bit, I'm out. I'm going to go back in the past and I'm going to start another timeline because I just ruined this one because there's already a Steve Rogers here. Yeah. <laughs> but I'm going to go there anyways and who cares? But again... It's all because, oh, he got his happily ever after. And yes, by the way, I did think that that was ridiculous at the end of Endgame. I love Endgame, but I'm like, he left Bucky. Like, all these complaints that I have, I said when they happened. Yeah. I was like, what? <laughs> you know, like, and nobody cares because it's Steve Rogers. Just like Zemo said, you forget their flaws. You don't care. And that's part of the problem. And that's why I gravitated towards john walker and became such a fan not because i think he's the greatest hero or he's done you know I, 
he's had bad storylines mm-hmm. a lot. You know, they have him get his butt kicked a lot. And they do the opposite for him, what they do for like a Steve Rogers, like, you know, build him up to the, you know, the pedestal and all this stuff. And Jaw Walker, they were quick to just tear yeah, him like down everybody's and you know, tearing scrutinize him, down. him and, and they, all this stuff. They can't wait for bad things to happen. Yes. But so in the comics, you know, that's the same thing. And then when he redeems himself, most people didn't care, even though it's a great con. It's a great storyline. Yeah. It's like most people, it's a redemption story, right? All the other characters in comics that have, well, I shouldn't say all of them, but most of like, especially heroes who had like bad starts villains or something like that, you know, they were a villain or they were misguided or whatever. And excuse me, they, uh, <laughs> they get their redemption and people love them. But because he took over for Steve, most people still hate them. It's only the people who, And like I was saying, I, I can almost guarantee it'll be the same way that, here. That's my problem. It's like, if if they're making him US agent and to be a hero, people are always going to make fun of him or, or be stupid about him. It's, it's like, already the same just trend. Just enjoy. I know, and it's, it's infuriating because I'm like- it like It's funny. It's a great story. It's funny, line. right? Because it's like, that was, you know, however long ago with his comics and now when it's like literally exact same thing but it's also like okay but 30, really 35 years yeah ago, it's been 35 like years and you guys are still 86 i want to say he was introduced you're still acting this same way yeah it's crazy but then it's also crazy because it's like that's how marvel can get them they know how to get those they yeah. know how to trigger them and, and it's maybe, like you know for that's... them it's like okay they're reacting right so for them like okay whatever it's a win yeah, oh, Marvel loves it. They put out their line of John Walker stuff, and people got <laughs> yeah. mad. Oh, by the that way, that was awesome. By I the thought... way, I bought three. I bought two John Walker shirts for myself, one for my wife, and Jalen got a Zemo shirt. Yay! So, Zemo's so, my, my you guy. Know, I was all over the John Walker stuff. Like, it's awesome. I cannot wait to go to Disneyland next time we get to go, and I'm wearing my John Walker Captain America shirt. Not just the John Walker. Could you imagine if they made I want up someone? To see someone just has... get mad. <laughs> Someone should have him as John, be John Walker as one of the characters, like in a. Well, I I want U.S. Agent. So, oh yeah, if they have U.S. Right, Agent right. there, oh, I'll, that would be, awesome. be hilarious. Like, it'd be like when I saw Donald, but last time that was. Or awesome. in the they're doing the Marvel Academy thing or whatever. Oh yeah, have put him in there. there. But no, I just want to see people give me looks like <laughs> you have a John Walker Captain America shirt. You got the fake cap. Like yes, I do. You walk around with Get the shield mad too. About it. Oh my gosh, it's it's just gonna be awesome. So get like U.S. agent Mickey ears. So, anyways, so they get to Madripoor, they meet up with Shield. Well, first there's stuff in the, they have to pass themselves off as you know thugs and not you know he has to be the Winter Soldier. So Bucky has a great fight scene in the bar to kind of prove that, that cool. they're who they are. They meet this lady, she's gonna give them the some info. And Zemo's gonna give him give her Bucky, but then Sam's phone rings, and like a fool, he just reaches for it immediately. And they're like, "Answered on speaker, it's his sister." Their cover's blown. They're about to have trouble. Somebody shoots the lady through the window. <laughs> we're we're supposed to assume it was Sharon, I believe. They're able to get out, but words got out that Shelby's been killed. And bounty want, put on them. Bounties put on them. So people are trying to kill them. Sharon saves them, and then so Sharon Carter appears, 
and she that's why you assume that she was the one that killed Shelby because then she pops out she shoots some people from window pops down and then she's like oh you know you you guys and she's like looks like she just wants to shoot Zemo straight in the face yeah and she's pissed at all of them and she tells them why and she says basically what I said earlier you guys you left me <laughs> you know nobody I was enemy of state and you guys went off and did your couldn't thing. Couldn't have any contact with my family at all. My, she had my own to, father doesn't know where I am. She had to go to Madripoor to basically survive because there's no extradition and she but she also has to do some some things to survive. And so anyways, she helps them find out who created the serum. So they go to the place. It's on a like a dock, so big old um large containers and you know, little secret entrance to get in and everything. And so they, those three go in, she stays outside. They meet the guy. He tells them that he only made like 20 vials. Carly from the flag smashers stole it. Powerbrook wants to kill him or kill her. Da, 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 da. Sharon says, Oh, we got company out there. She's out there murdering fools. <laughs> it's awesome. She's just tearing people up. But then she has to go inside. Zemo shoots the dude. And then somebody shoots a bazooka at the thing and blows the whole thing up. But, of course, our heroes survive. <laughs> so yes. they get out. Well, Zemo, when, when Zemo shot him, he took off. He, yeah, he did. So he, so he took off pretty quickly. He was out before he the bazooka. He was doing. And so them guys are trying to come out of it. and They're getting all shot at. And then we get to see Zemo in action. Which was really cool. Yes. Puts his mask on, does a couple cool things, saves their butts. Then he grabs a car. <laughs> in, that that was in Pull, one of the pulls big, out the whip real quick, bin. and then you know it's picking them up. Sharon's like, "All right, guys, I'll see you guys around." They take off, and then Sharon walks over to a car, and she's like, "You know, we got a problem," and she gets in the car. I forgot. I guess I forgot to mention that Sharon's. So Sharon housed them in a really nice house where she throws these crazy parties and she does all this stuff. I was going to say, sh so shout out to Zemo's dance moves. all these people are assuming she's the power broker. Last night I look on Twitter hmm. and they're like, they're like, Sharon's the pop might be the power broker. And I didn't think about that. It, I, it never crossed my mind because to me, I'm like, I'm like, it's Curtis Jackson's the power broker. Cause that's the comics, you know? Yeah. So, and I honestly do think it's far-fetched, even though I can see why everybody thinks that. Like when you think about how'd she know, yeah, the, how'd she get the information to get there? She stayed outside and fought off these guys and she knew that they were coming. Like how did those guys even know they were there? And just, you could, you could say, why didn't she want to go inside at first to see that guy? And just why did she say what she said at the end to the girl? What, we've got a problem. You know, like, I you could I guess you could say that, but I just go back to Civil War where she's just like, you know, talking about Peggy when she was given the eulogy about yeah. when you know what's right, you plant your feet in the ground and you don't move. Like I don't think that she would do that. But we'll see. <laughs> Unless she just had a change of heart after. So then they go and they show wait, everything. During some of this, they show Walker trying to find out. They show him at Get the prison. Lead. Yeah, he's trying to get his leads a little bit behind those guys, obviously. He gets to the prison, and he basically is like, he knows. He's like, so Sam and Bucky were here? And he's like, yeah, they 
they had something to do with this. And Battlestar's like, you think they did? And he's like, yeah, they did. <laughs> like, because he's not an idiot. Like, no offense, Battlestar, but I mean, they obviously I did. Mean... Like, <laughs> we all know. I, I, I think it's funny. Like, some people will probably be like, he's so dumb and da 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 da. Like, okay, like, who is dumb? No one else assumes Sam and Bucky had anything to do with it, and he did. But he's just so awful. Well, I mean, look, he's going to do awful things. Or he's going to, I don't mean to say he's going to do awful things. He's just going to do things that aren't Captain America-like. So, but then also they get to a place where, uh, where the Flag Smashers had been housed in episode two. Mm -hmm. So they, this is Walker and Battlestar and the agents that they're with, you know, the army guys, what the GRC guys. Yeah. And so they're trying to question them and the one guy you know, is, isn't answering. And so Walker kind of slams him up against the wall and he's like, do you know who I am? And he, or no, did he spit in his face first? Um, the guy I don't remember. Face? I think the guy spit in his face first and then he slammed him. In yeah. The wall and yeah he okay. Said, that sounds do you right. you know who I am? And he goes, yeah, and I don't care. And so, you know, you just see it on Walker's face. Like he wants to just cave that dude's head in. Yeah. <laughs> and so that's kind of why I took it. I was like, okay, that there's the first time like, he's just tempted to do yeah. something. Well, because Captain America fans, he's, a, he's a soldier. Yep. You know, and he's a special forces soldier. You know, he's going to get those answers. Like that's like, he's holding himself back right now. Yeah. From what he would usually do, which isn't, captain america like but it doesn't mean it's not hero like mm -hmm. right i mean again people are fans of the punisher and other guys who do you know crazy stuff so yeah they're just gonna hate walker because he's captain america it's like okay yeah whatever anyways so then they show carly and one of the flag smashers in their case in a place grc place where they're housing a lot of goods like food and medical supplies for people and so basically that night they come back, they have all the guys tied up and they're stealing all of the, the supplies. And as they're leaving, they're loading them up in cars. As they're leaving, one guy's like, hey, are you going to get in your car? She's like, no. She jumps in his car and then she's like, put your seatbelt on, let's go. And then like he's kind of going kind of slow and she's like, come on. And then her car blows up. Her car is parked right next to the building. It blows yep. up. So it sets the whole place it engulfs the, the building in flames and then he's like there were people still inside and she's like hey this is the only language that these guys know and that's when you see her turn yeah like you know because so many people were thinking oh the flag smashers are misunderstood and they're they maybe they're not bad guys but she just killed a bunch of innocent people and yet people still hate walker more than her yeah she yeah, just yeah. killed a bunch of people so then we get to those guys get another lead on where uh, someone that Carly had visited just before that um, someone had passed. I mean, I get where like, oh, was yeah, it a yeah, mom yeah. was it whoever. So, anyways, so they probably get a lead you know, that, that close. yeah that that person passed in a certain city and that they were there. So, boom, they're on their way there. Zemo's like, I got a place. So they're walking. They get there. They're walking. Bucky suddenly like. Hey, I'm going to take a walk. Yeah. And they're just like, you good? And he's like, yeah, I just need to take a walk. And he walks, he kind of takes a couple steps back and they walk inside a place and then he bends down and he picks something up off the ground. 
little silver ball type thing. Then he walks a little bit around a corner and stuff, finds another one, walks a little bit, and then he's kind of like, you know, all right, you know, I, I, I see, I got your message or whatever. And I don't know who I was expecting, but I wasn't expecting someone from Wakanda. He turns <laughs> around and I don't, I, I'm not sure her name. Ayo? And uh, she was actually in Civil War. She was standing between T'Challa and his car. And the lady... Yep. I, I, I'm, I'm sorry if I'm saying her name wrong. Ayo walks up and she's like, move or I will move you. And then T'Challa's kind of like, as much as I love to see that, you know, now nah, nah, we're good. So anyway, she's there and she's like, I want Zemo. And Bucky's just kind of like, oh. And that's the end of the episode. <laughs> and it was awesome. Yes. I Yeah, I wasn't expecting that either. Her showing up being like, oh, dang, like this is a... The I'm, plot thickens. Yeah, that... <laughs> so episode one, the way it ended, I couldn't wait for two because of more John Walker. And now this one, I'm just like... And the way two ended, you're like, yes, Zemo. And now three, you're like, Wakanda? Like, what? what's going to happen now? Yeah. Because they want him dead. He killed T'Chaka. Yeah. You know, so, oh, and what's Bucky supposed to do? Because he loves Wakanda. So, ah, great stuff. And that's the pod. Yes, that is it for this week in our multiverse. Thanks for tuning in, all of you that did. And we'll see you next week. Peace out.